This is a Nerd and Tie podcast. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your podcast guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus the normal BS. Um, a couple episodes ago on Bullshit Free Witchcraft, we asked you for, we, me, singular me, asked you for your questions and feedback and input, and we put that call out for a couple of months, and uh, you guys contacted me and wrote in. And in this episode, I'm going to respond to those questions. It is, uh, (laughs) this episode is going to be a little rougher than normal. Um, Normally I record in my home studio, which is nice and has lots of stuff, and I'm able to add in music and do edits and multiple takes and just put together something that sounds nice and professional. This episode I'm recording in a cabin in the woods in northern Wisconsin. Um, And so I don't have access to any of that stuff. I'm recording this on an iPhone, and I'm going to be uploading this to the website straight from here. So, yeah, that, uh, it's going to be a rough one, guys. So hold on, strap on in, and let's have some fun with the stuff you guys wanted to know about. I guess that's... That's what we're doing. Um, I'm going to leave off the names on these questions because uh, while I'm sure you guys, obviously you asked me, so you want my response and you want my opinion, I also think that, uh, I also think that maybe you don't want me saying your names because, well, this is, you know, not everyone's comfortable being open and out with their witchcraft so we're going to just sort of anonymize this whole thing. Um, I don't know what order to take these questions. I've pulled six questions here that I think are interesting out of all the stuff that got sent in. And uh, I think that'll give us a wide variety of questions and uh, some of these were sent to us, uh, sent to the show on um, uh, the show's Facebook page. Some of these were sent in over the contact form. Uh, yeah, they they came in. Some came into our email address. Some came to me on Tumblr. It's uh, these came many many ways, and so we're just sort of gonna fly through these. Fly through as if I'm in any hurry. Yeah. All right. This is the the first question that I got asked. Uh, one of the listeners asked me a question I didn't think I'd ever get, and so I'm going to address this. They, they asked, is it necessary to learn Latin for spells, or does it make your spells more powerful? What's the reason that spells are always in Latin in Hollywood? I... I don't want to be mean. This is a question that never occurred to me someone might ask. Um, first and foremost, no. Um, I've never used Latin in any of my witchcraft or spell work. Let's be really clear. It's an aesthetic that Hollywood is drawn to because, frankly, um, well, Harry Potter likes to do it, but there's a general kind of uh, cr- Christian-centric mythos, and the, the official language of the Catholic Church is Latin, um, so, a lot of stuff gets invoked in Latin, um, in Hollywood, and in other things. 
you have to remember that the the modern witchcraft movement is largely divorced from Christianity as a religion. There is, you know, obviously Christian witchcraft, but that's, you know, not the the majority of this stuff. So, <laughs> um, no, spells don't have to be in Latin at all. That's not a thing. Um, I'm sure. I mean, it's, I'm sure there are people who do spells in Latin, and that's fine. But you're more likely to encounter Harry Potter fandom using Latin phrases than you are to encounter um, most witches. If you want to use Latin, that's cool. It's fun. It's exciting. It's a language. Um, But my spells are all in English. So, you know. So, yeah, that is... uh, That's Hollywood. That's not really our thing. So... The next question uh, came in on the Facebook. No, this one came in uh, on the email. I don't even remember. I pulled these all out. Uh, the next question is, uh, uh, someone wrote in, uh, I come to this podcast as what I guess the pagan community would define as a pantheist, scientific pantheist specifically. That's apparently a real thing. Do you have any interest in getting into peripheral pagan beliefs that overlap with, with witchcraft and or Wicca, like pantheism? I don't practice witchcraft, but I do hold some ongoing curiosity about it, despite not believing in magic. Maybe it's the rituals related to nature-based worship that catches my interest, but I can't definitively pinpoint it. I don't even have my own real ritualistic worship outside a lot of trail running, and that's literally my form of prayer, and the woods and mountains are absolutely my church. Alright, so getting into pantheism, um, another pagan beliefs that are not witchcraft-related... Uh, maybe down the line. I think it's a lower priority for the show. Um, primarily on this show, we want to talk about witchcraft. We want to talk, I mean, because it's, it's in the title. Witchcraft is in the name of the show. And while I am a, a pagan, I'm a neo-pagan, because Wicca, um, the religious form of witchcraft I practice, is a neo-pagan religion. And for the largest part of the, for very large part of the modern witchcraft movement, um, all witchcraft, they considered all witchcraft to be neo-pagan, but we know that's not true. And there are secular witches and there are Christian witches, and neither of those would be considered uh, neo-pagan faith-based, because, well, in the secular witchcraft, it's not faith-based at all. A secular witch may have a faith, but it's not the basis of their witchcraft. Um, so, yeah, down the line, it might be an interesting topic. I mean, frankly, I'm doing one of these a month, and who knows what I'm going to have left to talk about in a year or two. So maybe I'll dig into it, but probably not anytime soon. That's not really a... We want to talk about witchcraft. That's what the show's about. And, um, yeah. All right, so the the next question... Um, is along these same lines, and that is, uh, can you give insight on the path of paganism, and what is the difference between Wiccan and pagan for those who don't know the difference? All right, easy peasy. Uh, paganism, or the or neo-paganism, more accurately, um, often just gets referred to as paganism, but neo-paganism is uh, a group of religions that are uh, nature-based, often Western revivalism, but it includes a lot of a lot of faiths. Besides Wicca, which is what I am, which is a religious form of witchcraft uh, founded by uh, Gerald Gardner and Doreen de Valiente. Um, besides Wicca, there are a lot of other things. There's the Satru, there's heathenism, 
there's the, the you can google these things um but there's there's modern druidism that's also a uh neo-pagan religion so neo-pagan is just a category of religions right so neo-paganism covers all of those things wicca is specifically one of those religions and it's it's arguably the largest at least in the united states and the uk and uh yeah um and Wicca tends is a witchcraft. It's a form of witchcraft. It's a religious form of witchcraft. So it's Wicca is both a is both a form of witchcraft and it is a neo pagan religion. Not all forms of witchcraft are neo pagan religions, obviously, because not all forms of witchcraft are religious. Yeah. So so paganism, neo paganism, is an umbrella term for a group of religions. Um, Wicca is one of the religions that fall under that umbrella. Witchcraft, the modern witchcraft movement, is also a number of forms of witchcraft that Wicca falls under, but the two are not synonymous. Um, in my experience, most people who practice witchcraft, if it's a religious form of witchcraft, are fall into a uh, one of the neo-pagan religions, but not all. And obviously, you know, again, like uh, Christian witches wouldn't be a neo-pagan witchcraft they are a christian form of witchcraft um even if they take elements from neo-pagan practices as christianity is their primary divinical um uh, form uh the the centric that they they don't fall into neo-paganism and so yeah it's so a wiccan is someone who practices a wiccan is a pagan because a square is a rectangle you know, it's rectangles or anything, um, or any uh, four-sided object with uh, four right angles where, you know, the opposite sides match each other. A square is a four-sided object with all right angles where all the sides are the same. So all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Because the square rectangle is paganism. All right. That uh, hopefully that made sense. I don't know. Let's go on to the next question. This one came into the inbox. Uh, there was a lot in this email, so I'm just going to start with the question. Um, uh, this person who is relatively new to witchcraft writes: the one thing I've been struggling with starting out with Wicca is that everything is very practice and ritual oriented, especially the guidebooks and online. So I was wondering if you or how you, as a Wiccan, apply your beliefs to more mundane life. So, for example, if you have problems with family or friends, office politics or real politics, dating, finances, etc., how do you or do you try to apply your Wiccan beliefs to ordinary life stuff? Because I feel that other religions or worldviews are very heavy on how their belief needs to be practiced in ordinary life, Whereas Wicca or Witchcraft feels a lot lighter on the prescription side of things, which is, of course, one of the appeals. But it can also seem hard to know how to apply Witchcraft to the more mundane or for solving problems just beyond beyond just spell work. All right, so... Yeah, it's... We're not a prescript... Wicca is not a prescriptivist religion for the most part. There's a single moral philosophy, and that is the Wiccan read, and it harm none, do as you will. I did a whole episode on the Wiccan read. And that is, you should always be trying your best not to harm other people in what you're doing. And that's it. 
And again, I say trying your best. You're never going to ever 100% succeed at that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's... So it's just like the, the moral philosophy portion of it, um, of, of Wicca, again, I'm, I'm a Wiccan, with the moral philosophy, the, the concept that you're doing your best not to cause harm is, is really the only main day-to-day, like, part of the, the religious part of it. As, so, you know, it's don't try to screw up other people's lives. It's usually just a genuinely good rule. Um, as for how I use, like, witchcraft in my everyday life, it's... So, this is the thing. When you start out with witchcraft, when you start out with Wicca, especially... Wicca specifically. I should just, I should just talk about Wicca right now instead of witchcraft as a whole. When you start out with Wicca, everything's very ritual-oriented. It's very, like, descriptive and complicated and all that. And But I've been practicing for, you know, over two decades, and my spell work has gotten smaller in what I need to do to practice it. I've reduced spells to very simple things. So do I, you know, if I'm, I can ward a room very simply. When I, when I stay in a, in a new hotel or something like that, if any place I sleep, I ward a room. You know, I, I protect the space that I sleep. Uh, so that is just a set of spells that I've, I've, I just know off the top of my head and I just do it real quick and you honestly wouldn't even notice me doing it when I walk into a room. Um, it's just a really simple thing. And I do things like that on a daily basis. Um, have I cursed my enemies? Probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have. But like, you know, it's. When I do spell work, I, I apply it to, you know, it's it's everyday stuff. I don't do spell work every day. Like, that's the whole thing is it's like, you're not going to do, you're not going to do spell work every single day of your life. And if, I mean, you can, if if you feel up to it, I don't. Um, and so, yeah, it's, you just look for the little things. You look for those moments and you find them and you reach out and you, uh, do them? I don't know. That's probably not a good answer. This is the problem is that I picked the questions ahead of time, but I didn't think of my answers for them ahead of time. Like a bozo. Like a dum-dum. Ugh. So, I don't know. It's... For me, feeling that connection to the world around me is through little things and I do them every day and that's not necessarily which like magic or anything like that but just feeling the connection to the world around me and that's it you know it's it's little stuff it's not big grand gestures it's nothing that you brag about it's just little moments find the little moments Again, I'm rambling, and this is probably useless, and I'm sorry I've let you down with my answer to your question. <laughs> but, you know, right now I'm standing in a cabin in the woods, holding an iPad and a phone, and attempting to do both. I'm, this was a poorly planned exercise, and I promise I'll do better if we do another one of these feedback episodes. I'll probably wait a year. All right. So let's, let's go on to something lighter. Um, this person is responding to uh, the Witchcraft and Television episode that we did back in, I want to say, December, January, somewhere back then. Um, and we talked about the 
We talked about two shows in that episode, The Charmed Reboot, which, by the way, I love that show, and The Sabrina Reboot, which, by the way, I love that show. And I think, you know, while I was pretty critical on both of those shows, I want to be clear, I like those shows. Um, so in, in that question, it's, uh, they said, I felt a very different theme and point to the Sabrina reboot. I viewed it as a storyline in a world where all the accusations of the Salem witch trials were not just accusations, but truths. The signing of the book, the being born a witch, and the constant presence of the devil. And if you remember that ministers were accused, that even plays into the role played by the high priest of the coven. I think where the show, when the show is seen this way, it opens it up to be more enjoyable. So, all right. So I, this person sent in this question prior to season two coming out. So it's just no spoilers. Um, look, I want to be clear. I enjoyed the show. I've watched every episode of that show. I'm a big fan of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So let's. Just because I was, you know, criticized it for like a half an hour doesn't mean I didn't like it, all right? Um, I think my big problem was just that it's yet another time where witchcraft in television is, you know, represented as this supernatural powers and it's, it's nothing grounded in reality. And the one thing that I'm constantly missing is that most, it's very rare that representation of uh, modern witches are... It's very rare that those are seen outside of supernatural television shows where the powers are far more fantastical than you or I have ever seen in a magical practice, right? And that's, that's where my problem lies. It's the fact that the, the, the magic which in the magic in the chilling adventures of Sabrina and all that witchcraft is very crowley light and, you know, heavily based on the Judeo Christian not, ugh, I'm trying to not say that word anymore because most Jewish people I've met don't like being grouped together with the Christians and especially since they don't have the concept of the devil the way Christianity does. It really doesn't make any sense in this context. The Christian mythos, not Judeo-Christian, just Christian. And again, in this particular case, because it's so such a heavy force on the devil, it doesn't even make sense from a, you know, Abrahamic religious studies thing to even mentioned Judaism. So I apologize for my slip there and wish I had access to editing this episode. But like it's it's what referring within the Christian mythos. And honestly, I'm just so tired of it. I'm just so tired of it. And like the charmed reboot's been better. Um the charmed reboot's been better because while there are still demons and there's still hell and it's still very much Christian based, um at least the elders aren't literal angels this time around, so yay. But yeah, it's uh I don't know. I don't really like see the show as unenjoyable the way I look at it. It's just not real. You know what I mean? Like it's it doesn't it doesn't demonstrate witchcraft to me. It demonstrates the this show's version of it. It's the aesthetic works better in the original 60s setting of the comics because, you know, Crowley was much more prominent and the the modern witchcraft movement that we mostly know today was still in its infancy. But with a modern setting, I don't like it and I'm never going to, you know, be happy with it. But the show as a whole is great. So, you know, I like the show. 
The show is enjoyable because it's well written and the cast is good. So there. Alright. And on to my last question. So, I've been looking into the Wiccan religion for about a week. This person wrote into the the inbox. And nothing has ever captivated me more in my life. However, one issue that makes me literally physically sick is the emphasis on the gender binary and male-to-female relationships. Not sure if this is valid, but it seems especially true of Dianic people on Tumblr who consider themselves serfs. And in the first episode, you said you identified as non-binary. I, I, I do. And I'd just like to know how you found peace with that and your faith. And maybe your own personal beliefs on gender, if that's not too much. Well, I responded to this person in email, but I wanted to talk about this on the show. Um, and I'll probably actually do a whole episode on gender and witchcraft, because I think this is a really complex topic, especially when you deal with the religions like Wicca. Um, first off, Dianic Witchcraft, uh, Dianic Wicca does not represent the whole of the neo-pagan witchcraft and all of that stuff. Z Budapest is a terrible person. And I, yeah, no, um, and she's transphobic as hell. Um, I am uh, genderqueer non-binary. Uh, I don't like to go too much in. Any pronouns are okay for me, so... You know, I, I, I use all of them, just depending on the day. And uh, I'm a Wiccan. And actually, from... So, and, and let me tell you, there's some problematic stuff in the history of witchcraft when it comes to, to gender and gender roles and all of that stuff. It's Gerald Gardner was not exactly the most enlightened person as much as he wanted to pretend he was. It's a complex topic. For me, the resolution is simple, and that is I don't believe I believe in the god and goddess as uh, masculine and feminine energy, but i I see I don't identify them with what you'll see in a lot of especially older Wicca books about the concept of of what is the goddess, what is the god in terms of of energies i for me, masculine and feminine energy are more esoteric things, and then the the balance in the universe comes in more than one way and Myself as a witch, as a non-binary witch, as I as I sit somewhere between the masculine and feminine myself, I see that balance in myself, and that as a witch is the reflection of the balance in the world. See, that's that's kind of my experience with it. I don't, but like, there's 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 some really 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 regressive ideas in certain uh, Wiccan texts about, like, you know, with the, the active and passive, where the, the god is active, the goddess is passive, and all of that is not what I believe. There are Wiccans who believe that. Um, let's, I'm not going to kid myself. There are, there are Wiccans who believe that, and I think it's important to acknowledge that those problematic elements exist within Wicca's history, within uh, some of the prominent figures... And I'm not telling you to buy any of that. All right. If you're interested in Wicca, that is awesome. I'm a Wiccan. But um, if you're not, don't worry. Like, first off, if you're not interested in Wicca, then don't worry about it. Like, Wicca's ideas about gender, if you don't care about Wicca, are not your problem. If you are interested in Wicca, um, I can tell you that there is a path through that does not see the concept of the god and goddess in these regressive frames that there, there is a, a conception 
of masculine and feminine energy in a much more raw, uh, indescribable, ineffable way. I don't know. It's 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 as hard to put into words as to explain your own gender identity to someone. It's yeah. So that's kind of how I see gender. It's uh, and 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 frankly, just don't even talk to the Dianics. I mean, so there are non-turf Dianic Wiccans. Let's be clear. I've met them. Um, Dianic Wicca uh, is a very complicated topic, and there are non-problematic Dianic Wiccans. However, Z Budapest, the founder of Dianic Wicca, is a turf. She is. And there is a problem with uh, turfs in the Tumblr witchcraft community, which we've been they it's not as bad as it was a year ago i will say that or maybe they've all blocked me i don't know maybe they've just all blocked me um but yeah it's which is a gender neutral term don't let anyone tell you otherwise and if you need me to fight them just uh, page me all right so I'm going to go more into this particular topic in a later episode. I think I, this is going to fill out... Gender and witchcraft is going to fill out a whole, whole episode. And that's just that's just going to have to, to dig in. So that's... But that's the end of the questions. Um, so uh, I did ask you guys for taglines for the show. Some people... Uh, I would suggested that we keep calling you guys uh, Magikians. Listeners of the show are Magikians. I've also heard My Chickens which I like better than Magicians, only because it doesn't involve Aleister Crowley, uh, King Douchebag of the Douches. Um, <laughs> uh, Hazel Moon also suggested that uh, we tag, that the tagline for the show should be keeping it real. I don't know. It's a thought. Let me know if you guys think about that. We'll keep, uh, keep suggestions open for uh, listener tags and for the show's uh, as we go forward, so continue to send me that stuff. Uh, remember that you can contact the show at bsfreewitchcraft.trhonline.com slash contact. It's the contact form there. We also uh, can be contacted through the Facebook page at facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash t-r-a-e-g-o-r-n. You can find me on Tumblr at t-r-a-e-g-o-r-n.tumblr.com. I also have a Patreon if you'd like to help support this show and keep it going. Uh, my Patreon is patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. And, uh, hey, if you uh, contribute enough, I'll talk about you on the show. I'm going to be changing up those benefits soon on the Patreon to reflect what's going forward with it because that's also the Patreon for my comics. Um, remember, the show is a part of the Nerd and Tie Network. Nerdandtie.com is a family of podcasts and web shows that uh, are just neat, along with your source for convention news. One show you might want to check out is the Nikazumi Show. Nikazumi uh, does YouTube video essays on various topics, uh, including anime and uh, Transformers and science fiction. He, he and his wife, Raina, have a great series called Before and After, where on the Nikazumi Show they talk about a movie that they're going to see, record their ideas and their thoughts about it beforehand, 
And then after watching the movie, we'll discuss their thoughts afterwards. So you get to see what their, their preconceived notions about it were, what the ex- expectations were, and then how reality reflected that. And you can watch all of that at nerdinside.com and uh, click on the little show icon. And with that, my friends, I am going to sign out. I will talk to all of my chickens later. I think we're going with that. We're going with you guys are my chickens. Um, my chickens. Uh, yeah, that's what we're going with. And uh, yeah, apparently we're going to try uh, to keep it real. I don't know. We'll try that out. Who knows? I'm relatively inconsistent about all of this. And we will speak to you. We, I, we, we. I'm just me. It's just me. Like, there's more than one person on the network. Well, this show's just me. Uh, I'll talk to you guys in a month.